Okay, hello! <laughs> Welcome to the show. Sorry that we're a little late on this one, guys. Life got in the way. Oh, so much life. As it usually does. How's your car? I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. It's okay. I have an, um, an appointment with a mechanic next week. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I called my dad. I called my boyfriend. Yep. They, they both said it will be fine, mm -hmm. but I still am like, oh, fuck. There goes my car. There goes, there goes my car. Life goes on. Fun stuff. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Do you have a fun fact? I do. <gasps> I just looked it up. Okay. Go for it. Do you know how much the earth spins in one hour? No. Okay. So the earth rotates in about 24 hours therefore if you were to hang above the surface of the earth at the equator without moving you would see 25,000 miles pass by you in 24 hours at the speed of 25,000 for every 24 or just over 1,000 miles per hour that was just a lot of numbers coming at me yeah so earth moves really fast guys <laughs> Yay. Yay! Fun fact. <laughs> Don't blame me. Blame Google. I have one too. Yeah, I like yours better. Let's go. What does the word taser stand for? It stands for something. Yeah, taser is actually not a word, but it's an oh. acronym for a fictional weapon. Thomas A. Swift's electric rifle. It's an acronym for a fictional weapon. Thomas cool. A. Swift's electric rifle. It's very real now, but yeah, it's well, true. It's a, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, but that's cool. All right, cool. Those were shitty fun facts. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, if you put welcome. in if you put in fun fact into Google, it, they're really not good fun the facts. The greatest. No. Let's just jump right in. Let's go. Let's Sorry. just forget about fun facts. We're just gonna go right in. So, uh, welcome to the show. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Caitlin. And together we are the, the Riverdale, Riverdale Double, Double Digest. Digest. totally forgot that we Ooh. did that too yeah we do this thing too <laughs> so Wonderful. this episode we're gonna be talking about season two episode six chapter 19 death proof death proof death proof so this episode was written by arabella anderson and it was directed by maggie kylie Two ladies. What, what? So this is a little synopsis for him. Mayor McCoy threatens to further escalate tensions between the North and South Side. Jughead and Archie try to stop a dangerous alliance between the Serpents and a longtime rival from forming, and Betty turns to Veronica for help. Did you get yeah. this one from Netflix? Um, Once again, Kelsey did not look these up. No, I think it was IMDb. I don't know. I did it last week. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> So I feel like this uh, is one of the, this isn't like the official synopsis from CW. It sounds like one of the shortened Netflix ones. Yeah, it might have been more of a shortened Netflix one than the um, 
the uh, iTunes one. That one just got long and rambly. <laughs> I wanted to spice it up a little. Spice it up. Yeah, okay, so that's what happens. Uh, so Pretty Death much. Proof is based off of a 2007 slasher slash thriller slasher slash thriller. It's wonderful. Have you seen it? No, I want to. I've seen clips of it, and I'm like, ugh, I need to watch the shit out of it. I have um, not heard anything about this movie. Are you serious? No, I don't know what this is. Would you like to know who's in it? Sure. Okay, so it is a Tarantino film. Okay. So you know it's good. Okay. It has Kurt Russell, Rosario Dawson, sorry, Rosario Dawson, Rose McGowan, Zoe Bell, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein, okay. Winston, sorry. Yeah, Winston. Vanessa uh, Fertillo, motherfucking Tracy Toms. That's two people from Rent, motherfucker. Uh-huh. Um, I'm sorry. And then Google stopped. Uh, Eli Ralph. All right. You know, the basic Tarantino people. I'm reading an article that says that Quentin Parentino thinks that Death Proof is the worst film he's ever made. Yeah, man. <laughs> Gotta love a good, shitty movie. <laughs> this movie, okay, so the synopsis is that in Austin, Texas, the girlfriends Julie, Arlene, and Shauna meet in a bar to drink, smoke, and make out with their boyfriends before traveling alone to Lake LBJ to spend the weekend together. They meet the former Hollywood stuntman, Mike, <laughs> who takes Pam out in his death-proof stunt car. 14 months later, Mike turns up in Lebanon, Tennessee, and Chase, Abernathy, Zoe, and Kim. What? But these girls are tough and decide to pay back the attack. To be fair... Who's Abernathy? Who's this I don't know. person? To be fair, the main girl is actually a stunt woman so there's like a shit ton of amazing stunts in it this sounds like an awful movie yeah you want to watch it no okay i'm gonna watch it <laughs> but obviously the, the obviously the tie-in here is that he takes pam out in his death proof stunt car that's the tie-in to this episode this episode has lots of cars in it the end vroom 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 all right let's get into it okay i thought that was it this episode has a lot of cars in it the end <laughs> There was nothing else remotely interesting. This was an okay episode. It wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my uh, least favorite. I I think I liked it a little more than you, but oh yeah, we'll get there. Okay, yeah. okay. Which is saying something because I apparently am a cold hard bitch when it comes to yeah. Usually you are. <laughs> I th- thought that there was a lot of things that made me angry, just yeah. like morally in this episode i was pissed off at the parents a lot in this episode yeah yeah but yeah right off the bat we get jughead and tony tug tug no tug tug is alive y'all no 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 and no no tug no it. tug yeah tug no tug, tug. <laughs> i'm not into this relationship obviously well, i like good. tony as a character you just don't, don't like tug tug i just don't like tug tug um and did you think that they had slept together? I did. I didn't. No? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know, something about it. I was just like, oh, my jug, you are healing a whole different way yeah. than I expected from you. So. Yeah, I just went, no. I thought that she just probably stayed the night. Okay. Well, yeah. that appears to be what and happened. And then I was right. Um, that's all I have on that. Yeah, and then, then I, 
Nick being alive, I was kind of over. A little disappointed. I was very disappointed. <laughs> I also um, liked that in that scene, Nick was just like ca- casually hanging out with a knife. Like he was Dilton Doily 2.0. <laughs> He's just like leaning over the desk or whatever with a knife sticking in the desk. Yeah. I was like, yeah, casual. Great. It's Riverdale. It's what you do. Yes, yeah, what you um, do. But yeah, he ain't I, dead. He's not dead. And sexy Sheriff Keller is so over Betty's shit. And I loved it. Betty's the only one that's actually figuring things out, though. Um, Sexy Sheriff Keller is also trying to figure shit out. Uh, or is Sexy Sheriff Keller the actual guy causing all of this madness? <sighs> yeah, I think that actually... The farther we go along, the more I think that. And mm. there's a girl in my um, marketing class and my destination wedding class. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this because why would we talk about things in class that actually matter? Yeah. Um, and she was like, yeah, I think it might also be Sexy Sheriff Keller. And I was like, damn it. I feel like it might be a little too easy. I think they're going to direct us that way next episode. Yeah. And then he ultimately is not going to be. Like um, like when we all thought it was Hal. Right. Right. It's going to be a bait and switch. Apparently, they don't even know who it is. And I'm like, hmm, questionable, but okay. <laughs> and then, uh, so Nick's not dead. Boo. Boo. But then, so Betty walks away and she's on the phone with the black hood because he calls her up real all the time now just for little chitty chats and he has a line that says in that moment of nakedness to her and i was just like you're so gross i hate everything that this guy stands for he all of like everything he says sounds gross to me it's so gross yeah like it just gives me like it's just there's so many like weird sexual overtones but then with his whole sin side it's got this like religious tone to it too yeah for a second i was like are we sure it's not archie but archie was there when she was having a call with someone else right yeah no it's not archie um and then we have my first nomination for shitty parent of the week shitty parent of the week penelope blossom's awful yeah still awful so she does not want Cheryl to go to the police over what Nick did. She comes out with a few lines saying something that like Cheryl must have provoked Nick. And that nothing happen. really happened. Yeah. And that doesn't matter. Yeah. Because like she didn't actually get raped. She was only drugged and then assaulted. It's fine. And let's be honest. She's a little tease. Look at how she dresses. Exactly. I hate this. That whole victim blaming yeah. storyline. I over just... It. This is what one thing that made me frustrated about this episode because I just felt like it was full of so much empowerment mm-hmm. last episode. Like when they were all the ladies came together to kick the shit out of Nick. Um, and then it like backtracks and it goes, oh, yeah, victim blaming instead. Let's go that route. I get that. Yeah. And I was but really frustrated. It's pretty much just Penelope who is victim blaming. Well, yeah, but, like, none of the other parents go a lot, like, none of the other parents go, um, maybe you shouldn't say that she provoked him. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You know? (laughs) But let's be honest, these parents aren't, like, quality parents. Uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Anyway. So, anyway, yeah, she's my shitty parent of the week. Nomination number one. I second that. (laughs) And then we see, uh, so Jughead and Tony 
are tug, in, tug. no are in the diner uh, they're having a little little brunch a little breakfast I guess it's probably breakfast and at one point Tony says that he's not over Betty and so she doesn't want to be a part of that and I'm like of fucking course he's not over Betty it happened yesterday <laughs> yeah god damn it tug yesterday and then uh did you know that tony uh was a bisexual character did we talk about that before i don't think so um i can't remember if she is in the comics too because she was a character that was introduced later in the comics and i think she might be a bisexual character in the comics too cool um don't hold me to that though but yeah i liked her (laughs) coming out with i like girls better anyways we also find out in that scene that they didn't sleep together it's true it was just some pg-13 crap but uh rip tug tug rip <laughs> hallelujah <laughs> tughead is dead hallelujah and then in the next scene um, i just have, have a random else? yeah well no just for the next scene i think it's the next scene is archie's hair more orange this episode i didn't notice it okay it might yeah. be maybe he just got a new a refresher maybe i don't know something about it this episode i was like um he probably got it redyed it looks beautiful handsome he's still he's still shaven he's still clean mental health is okay for now yeah for now although i think down the line he's gonna gonna get get a full beard but yeah one day archie will have a full beard i think that we're gonna get to it later in the episode but i think there's gonna be some stuff with fred and him that we get a little preview at the very end of this episode yeah and uh, I think Archie's mental health, we might see the stubble again. I hope so. And then all of the, the lovely gang are <laughs> coming together. The fucking weird family meeting. Uh, yeah, they yeah. came over to Acid Queen Alice's house. And Acid Queen Alice. Yeah, Acid That's Queen Alice's house. Beautiful. Uh, somehow she found out about the party. Did she look through Betty's diary again? Did it ever say probably uh it didn't say but let's be honest she is not a like she looks through diaries she looks through shit yeah so she found out that they were all taking the jj at this party here and calls a family meeting so everyone's there so we have josie and mary mccoy we have veronica and the lodges we have reginald and his mother archie and fred betty and obviously her parents actually i don't think hal was there was hal there No, no no it was just dallas yeah did you mention uh, kevin sorry oh yeah kevin's there too right and it's, it's the, sheriff. Sheriff. It's the sheriff but also there. kevin when he finds out bughead is over he is sad and it made me think of you oh thank you and i was like kevin embodied my feelings yeah mm-hmm. yeah my favorite line of the episode came in this bit oh what is it alice cooper at the beginning says when i heard what happened at nick's party i decided that we should come together to deal with this motley crew of liars dope fiends and fornicators that is solid that is a (laughs) solid line i love just calling her kids dope fiends (laughs) she's just fucking perfect it's that part specifically like liars and fornicators is kind of funny too but dope fiends is the best (gasps) i love alice like she's awful that i love her so much yeah and then i also had a uh, shitty parent of the week nomination number two and this one goes to mayor mccoy actually because yeah. she seems to only really <clears throat> oh just woke up sorry guys 
morning voice uh she seems to really only care as soon as she finds out her daughter's involved right? in all of this stuff yeah i had a note saying that the mayor shouldn't be so driven by family fuck-ups it should be exactly. more like politics well just like the general good for the community i don't know how politics works so i'm gonna say yeah yeah but go. like not family yeah so i thought that was kind of shitty because it's like it's not necessarily being a shitty parent just a shitty person shitty person of the week <laughs> and yeah and then Hiram later on too like he only gives a shit about nick st Clair really when yeah. veronica says that he tried to do it to her as well yeah how would you just care about people that aren't directly related to you just care about everyone we are the world we are the children we are the world we are the children we are the ones who make a brand that was all i had for that scene Um, i was just like okay now they're gonna do something about the drug problem because their kids are involved in it pretty much okay um and then the cool i have the next scene the cool south side teacher whose name i totally forget Mm -hmm. knows fucking all and shut down the red and black so did he shut down the red and black yeah he shut it down he said no gangs no jingle jangle oh Oh. you're in a gang now you can't be the red and black then there's a shot of sexy sheriff keller and the mayor walking through uh the south um south side high yeah like when they're walking in and the doors open and it's just fucking beautiful and i loved it I don't remember that bit. Okay, well, just know Sexy Sheriff Keller looked hot. and like, That's what you really cared about. You just no, cared about just, him walking through. Kind of. But um, it was just a very powerful shot, and it was really cool. I liked it. I like people and walking indoors. This is when they were... <laughs> it's a unique fetish. <laughs> <laughs> no. This was when they were... Uh, <laughs> getting all of the serpents right they yes. were arresting all the serpents so everything was in kind of slow mo and it just looked very right. badass right i don't know i like badass shots shut up there was no no that's great there was um a song at that point as well i didn't really enjoy the songs very much in this episode so i'm just going to tell you the name of cool. the song yeah this one it was called high enough by k flay and yeah I, it was fine i just didn't really care very much about the songs okay. this episode i also did not even notice that there was a song in this episode like it makes sense but yeah there's there was there was four songs throughout this episode um but none of them were really no doing it for me that's okay yeah yeah uh and then we have uh betty or not betty we have veronica and kevin they're walking through the hallway and they stumble across betty and kevin's done with betty and i was like what i know that was a little heartbreaking and he called her benedict betty i loved it (laughs) in case you don't get that reference that's after benedict arnold who was uh he betrayed the americans and joined the british it's just a term for a betrayer yeah a turncoat and 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 next the sugar man the sugar Sugar man Man. he's mentioned and then it's related to clifford blossom and it's all connected and last episode we were saying it would be great if it was all connected because then we would be a little bit more interested and now we 
are a little more interested because it's all connected. <laughs> At yes. least I am. So, yeah, I was connected. I was, like, a little more interested, too, because we get some Jason references and stuff back mm-hmm. to the original storyline. And so Betty goes to see Cheryl yeah. next. Yeah. And Cheryl's just lounging. She's soaking up some rays. And this is where I'm going to welcome you into the fitting room for oh, hello. this episode. Hello. Cheryl um, is who we're going to pretty much focus on this week. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to start with this fucking bathing suit. Yeah, it's beautiful. Because it's wonderful. That is all. I, uh, because I don't ever notice the clothes, I tried really hard to notice the clothes more this episode. Oh, yay. And Cheryl was also my hero. Yeah. And one of Betty's outfits later on in the game. We'll get to it. Oh, yeah. Cheryl was no, also I know reading... which one you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Cheryl, uh, one thing that I noticed this episode is that all the ladies were reading at different points in time. Did yes, you notice this? I did. Cheryl is out lounging and she's reading a book. And I'm pretty sure, I tried to figure out what this book was. I'm pretty sure it's called Les Fleurs de Mal, which is The Evil Flowers by Charles Baudelaire. Mm-hmm. I think it is that book, but it's a it's a collection of poetry. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, but like I think pretty like dark and. But still, yeah, I'm happy that Cheryl is reading dark ass <laughs> poetry. I don't know. I think that's pretty cool. She's my hero. <coughs> um, yeah, like the one, the foreword in that. I'm just gonna read this because I think it kind of ties to her storyline a bit. It says if rape poison dagger and fire have still not embroidered their pleasant designs on the banal canvas of our pitiable destinies it's because our soul alas is not bold enough right that is everything intense that is everything it's intense um that's great i really just love her nonchalant replies as well with the questions to the sugar man and Mm -hmm. it's everything that i've missed of cheryl this season and then we get at least my next bit is jughead going to see the ghoulies yeah and my note is who is this guy i'm weirdly attracted to oh a ghoulie (laughs) that makes sense his name is malachi okay and he's a ghoulie yeah and i thought they were so bizarre they're like the pretty boy gang. They Look are a pretty like... boy gang. That's why I was so confused. It was great. And they're later on uh, FP because we get to see Skeet. Yes, FP calls them says they dress like fops, and I'm like, yeah, it's true. <laughs> they're just like very. They're like the flamboyant pretty boy gang. Yeah. yeah. It... Malachi was wearing a really lovely kimono. Do you know what style it reminded robe? me of? It what? reminded me of um, going to Fantasia the first time. Yes. And I think that's it because yeah. I'll forever it's got love that, Eric. It's got that kind of vibe to it. Yeah. I thought they were gross though. And they were they did remind <laughs> me of like the other gang in Greece. Yeah. Like what were there as the T-Birds? Is the, I don't know what was the other one? Who were the other guys? I don't think they were. They're not gangs. They're just different well, high schools. gangs, but they're just like, gr- they were a group though. Well, it was like crater face yeah was the it was guy. his group yeah i don't know what they were called though oh i'm the because there's obviously like a big you know homage what? to greece in this episode they don't actually have a name are you sure oh kelsey i wore out two vhs's of greece before i went to okay, kindergarten fine. okay fine 
if I am wrong, I thought that they were gross. I will like do something ridiculous. But I thought they were gross. Yeah. No, I get it. Um, and then we have Veronica at Pops, and she's reading. Um, oh. And she's reading the Secret History by Donna Tart. How did you figure that out? I paused it, and then I did some Google I image search. I, I paused it, and then oh, I like okay. looked, and I saw like couple words. Yeah. Um, and then Google was like, "Do you mean this?" And I was like, "Yep." Okay, cool. And uh, the secret history is set in New England, and mm-hmm. it tells the story of a closely knit group of six classic students at a small elite Vermont college, similar in many represents to this other college that uh, Tart was a student from. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. So. It's a book. It's like Veronica and her gang. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also, right before that bit, we see Cheryl looking through some of her keepsakes of her and like Jason and stuff. Right. And there's that creepy ass picture mm-hmm. of uh, the sugar man. And I thought Cheryl's life must really suck. We see her alone a lot this episode. Yeah. Like she's hanging out. Not that I love being alone. Not being, <laughs> I'm not saying that like being alone is a bad thing. You love being alone. I love being alone so much. Uh, but we see her. Yeah. Like she's, we don't see her with any sort of support system at all. No. This episode, she's alone. When she was by, she was sunning herself. When she's looking through mementos of Jason. When she has uh, lunch by herself at Pops at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Sugar Man's terrifying too. So much, yeah. So terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. But I was happy that Veronica, 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 are back together. <laughs> yeah. Me too. And I'm also still obsessed with the lighting in Pops. Yeah, the lighting is always great. The like fluorescent neon mm-hmm. look is always rocking. Um, and then friends again, and they had milkshakes and everything with Betty and Veronica at Pops. Yeah, yeah, is back together. Back together. Yay! And then we see Skeet. <sighs> Skeet. Oh, Skeet! Oh my God! Hello again. Hi, hi, <sighs> FP. Um, jail has done you well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hello. he comes in with some nice fatherly advice about starting some sort of drag racing. So he's like, you know, a solid parent now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a motherfucking street race. And I like how he tried to just give them the hint of what to do. <laughs> like Archie's not gonna pick up on what you're saying, FP. <laughs> he's not. He's not gonna get it. He can be influenced really easily. But you need to spell it out for him. Yeah, you need to say it really, really plain and simple. As simple as possible. What did you think of this idea of doing a car race for territory? You know, it's a thing that is done. (laughs) I didn't think they were actually, I don't know. To be honest, I was a little disappointed they didn't start playing Grease Lightning. Right? Just like go all out for it. Go grease lightning, burning down a quarter of a mile. Grease lightning, go grease lightning. Yeah, Yeah, I I think a lot of ideas in this show that the teenagers do are really stupid. Yeah. And unfortunately, this one came from a parent. (laughs) Who is in jail. Like, you shouldn't take his advice completely. But, like, I guess if it was going to be a way to make sure no one 
you don't have another like street brawl and like we stab had a few episodes themselves. back yeah and people stabbing themselves then like i i guess but i i don't know i wasn't really into the whole street racing idea yeah no i get it and i'm just confused about how jughead has so much authority within this gang like he's been in it all of like three minutes a day, uh, like half a day a day and a half maybe like he's a legacy i understand that yeah but but even... normally even when you're a legacy like you're groomed into that position yeah right like he hasn't been in that world at all and they're all i don't know no. it's a little there's still ranks like... that he's jumping right anyways and the ghoulies dress like fops that's what skeet said yeah and i was like yeah that's that's what they do um yeah and then i'm actually gonna go back into the the for the next scene here we're gonna go back to the fitting room um cheryl while she's confronting her mom is wearing a black and floral dress um Mm -hmm. which is beautiful as always Mm -hmm. but her hair is of dreams like it is the best her Mm -hmm. hair always looks great but there was something about it with this dress that was just wonderful I thought her mom's hair looked great in that scene, too. Yeah. Did you notice the mom's hair? I did. Her hair was really beautiful, too. But then I also um, had a follow-up nomination for Penelope here uh, for Shitty Parent of the Week for gaslighting Mm -hmm. Cheryl. And just a reminder, if someone's gaslighting you, they're abusing you because that's a form of mental abuse. Absolutely. Like, fuck, guys. I wrote down, my note says, Penelope gets another nom for just being a bitch. Yeah, 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 that works. That works. That's it. Oh, and then the parents have decided that the kids to, you know, for redemption, to pay for their sins of the JJ, Mm -hmm. that they need to go do some community service. Uh So they're all, like, picking up trash. And so what do you think of Reggie and Josie? Okay, so my one note for this scene is, I'm mad that I love Reggie so much. Right. Like... This such a dick. Though. This actor is doing it perfectly and just like fucking flawlessly. I don't know. I I love him, but I would never want to be his friend. <laughs> right? He's such an asshole. Yeah. We can see like at the end when because uh, Veronica pulls him over because they want to find out who his dealer was. Yeah. And like Josie gives a little like side eye as they're walking away. I'm kind of down for be, it. They're, they're going to be a thing. Well, they were all over each other at the party, too. Oh, yeah. Like, they were hardcore making out and stuff like that in the party. But then it seemed like Josie didn't want anything to do with him. But I think she might want a little something to do with them. Oh. Give them something to talk about. Um, yeah. Then we have Veronica going to get the jingle jangle. Yeah. And, and another really flamboyant drug dealer. Wonderful. Uh, drug dealer but for the fitting room her fucking she's wearing purple velvet pumps that were just wonderful and totally not practical and pretty much her entire outfit was wonderful but those shoes they had a beautiful shot of them Mm -hmm. and they were wonderful didn't notice they're my favorite color so obviously i was gonna notice i'll try and pay more attention to her footwear in the future you don't have to i won't um and then in the next scene, uh, when they all kind of run into like Archie and them yeah. and the ghoulies, because once again these this kid these kids' plan was stupid. So <laughs> what were they gonna? They were just stupid. gonna follow this drug dealer and like sneakily find out who the head honcho is. It doesn't make sense. 
And what were they going to do caught. when they, like, find out? Anyway, yeah, so they were I caught. Don't know. I don't know. And um, one of the ghoulies says, like, leave your bitches here or something like that. And Veronica, okay. not my favorite line of the week, but, like, right beside it. Yeah. Um, she's, She says... I beg your misogynistic pardon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. my queen. I like that line too. My queen. Yes. <laughs> I really liked it. I love it. She's not taking your fucking bullshit. I love it. No. Done. Then we had one of the most infuriating scenes for me. Um, I got so angry. My note this... just says I want to fucking gut him. So. Yeah. Yeah. We have a scene between Cheryl and Nick. So she's alone again at Pops, weirdly cutting her burger. Um, <laughs> Just seemed like really savagely cutting her burger. You don't cut your burger in half before you eat it? No. Oh, I do. I rarely. She was cutting it into quarters, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. And just like, it was just like awkwardly. It's like, mm. <laughs> I was like, she's a vegan in real life. She sure is. She doesn't is. know what she's doing. <laughs> Um, and then uh, Nick comes along and pretends like nothing ever happened yeah first he calls her Sharon which is great great and then he just acts like everything is fine like he didn't drug her like he didn't bring her up to his hotel room like he didn't try to assault her and he He's just the biggest sack of shit ever. Yeah, he's pretty much the fucking worst. I hate him. I hate him mm-hmm. so much. Um, and ag- again, he's victim blaming her, yeah. saying, you wanted it. No, fuck you. No, she said no. No one can say that when you drug them. Yeah, no. And I just felt so much for Cheryl in this moment. I was just like, oh, fuck. Fucking hell. Can you imagine, like, coming face to face with the, the guy again and them saying that you wanted it? No. Uh, no, not at all. But then she does decide that they are going to press charges. And I was really proud of her in that moment. Yeah. I just need her to follow through. But she finds out that her mom was paid mm-hmm. to keep quiet. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so many shitty parents. Can you imagine taking money from your daughter's rapist or yeah no attempted well like drugger someone who's an (laughs) asshole no i can't imagine that at all because that's not what a sane person does it just infuriated me it got me so angry i'm i'm so over that narrative i'm so over the idea of victim blaming i am so over all of that shit and so i was really really happy last episode because it was just full of these powerful women kicking ass and then i felt like we backtracked so much in this episode two steps forward eight steps back yeah yeah and hurt my heart then we see bughead we do and i got really giddy um because betty was working on the car which is something from the comics her dad taught her about cars and was something that I wanted to do growing up was to learn about cars so I could be like Betty. Yeah. And that would have really helped me yesterday. Um. <laughs> Fair enough. But Betty, like so earnestly, like she like she does, she tries to tell Jughead, like, I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah. 
as soon as I can. Yeah. And I thought you would like this line when Jughead says that the way that she broke up with him sending Archie was so much worse than via text. I told you. I don't agree with that. I don't know. Text just seems so impersonal yeah, to me. But it's more it, personal than sending someone no, else. Because like if you send a friend no. to, like I don't know. No. At least there's someone talking to you face to face. I don't know. But it's like What do you think, listeners? Do you think it's worse than text message? I'll put up an insta poll please and answer do. it. I think I also have I don't think so. Go ahead. No, I'm just thinking like uh, if it's a text message, it's still that person reaching out to you. It's not sending someone else. Anyway. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, then I just said Cheryl's mom is the worst again. I don't know what she did. I forget. <laughs> but she's the worst. Uh, kind of. <laughs> and then I, I don't know what it meant. But I know that I wrote Cheryl is bringing it this episode and I love it. Oh, because she went and found the check. Right. That's what it right, was. Right, 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 right. And she came to her mom and she was like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Care about me. God damn it. Yeah. Not about this money. Yeah. And then my next note was, we fucking get it. Varchi is sexual. Uh-huh. We get it. Why do they always have to be making out, hooking up, in bed, Archie top? Like, oh, I don't understand. Where is Fred? Why are they hanging out t- topless in Archie's bedroom? To be fair, though, this was a beautifully shot scene. It was lit well. It was yeah, edited beautifully. Just, it was framed wonderfully. Like, like, we understand. Veronica and Archie have sex. But I'm over it, too. Yeah. But yeah. yeah don't I don't need every single scene of them to be just that. No. <laughs> Archie also says that he has a plan. We all know how great those so are. We Yeah, we know how that goes. <sighs> and then Veronica goes to her parents and because uh, Cheryl phones her and says your parents are still taking money from that asshole family from the St. Clair's. And so she goes to her parents and she's like, oh my God, why are you doing this? And again, only after she says, Nick tried to do it to me, does Hiram go, oh, fuck. We won't have a relationship with them anymore. We won't take money from them. And so yeah, uh, Hiram and I guess Hermione are my third nomination for Shitty Parent of the Week. Shitty Parent of the Week. Because, yeah, they didn't really care about if it happened to Cheryl. But as soon as their own daughter is involved, then they're like, oh, right, this is bad. Okay. Then we have um, the drag race, which, by the way, everyone was looking so wonderful. But Yeah, everyone was looking good. Um, shout outs especially to Cheryl and Betty. Mm-hmm. Um, I want Betty's outfit. I've been looking for those pants for fucking years. And Cheryl's sunnies were just beautiful. And just the whole thing was wonderful. I love this scene so much because I do really like Grease. This was the one fitting room note that I paid attention to because I loved Betty's outfit. And she looked so freaking cute. She looked so amazing. She had like the high waisted jeans on and like the, it was like a heart neckline mm-hmm. white Sweetheart, top, right? Yeah. yeah. And then top, top. she had the, bandana. yeah. And then she had like the red bandana going on. Yeah. It was just wonderful. And she just, it, it reminded me a lot of like, um, um, when Sandy comes back at the end and she's all hot. and Pleather her, Sandy. 
yeah in her little outfit there of course like betty wasn't wearing pleather but uh it was just like a, like it looked like a different outfit for her than we'd seen before it wasn't sandra d anymore it was sandy no yeah. no i get it yeah. i get it don't worry Ex- exactly um and then my favorite line of the week obviously okay. is from kevin um, where he says not the kind of drag race i ever imagined myself going to but at least the guys are hot Kevin Keller for the win. Kevin Keller, you understand my thought process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he really does. He's, you and Kevin are on the same plane of existence. Hey, man, Kevin Keller is my favorite character for a reason. Yeah. And then I really didn't give a shit about the car race. Really? I was like, yeah, they're racing cars. Okay. Um, okay. Well, here are all of my notes, because this is the largest chunk of notes. I know you're oh, rolling wow. your Go eyes. Go for it. Um, I loved Betty telling Jughead that she loves him still, and then throwing in shit about the car, like... Don't ride the clutch. Loved it. Um, I thought it was really fun. Then Cheryl telling Tony, oh sorry, Cheryl calling Tony Cha Cha. Beautiful. Loved it. And then she Cheryl did a full fucking Cha Cha uh, when she dropped the um, scarf. Also, Archie never fuck with a guy's car while he's driving it. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then sexy sheriff Keller, it was a trap. Fuck you, Archie. Yeah, this once again, I was like, oh, naive Archie. Oh, my darling. Come and sit next to me and I tell you about the world. (laughs) Because he didn't think this through. No. Like he doesn't think through most things. Anything. So yes, this solved the problem for the moment. Yeah. But this is going to cause a shitstorm for Jughead and the Serpents later on. Like next episode. Yeah. Jesus Christ, Archie. He he has the best intentions. He is pure heart, right? Yeah. Pure heart the powerful. But it just doesn't look at the big picture sometimes. So I thought the car race was okay. I didn't like it as much as you. Um, I enjoyed like the homage to Greece mm-hmm. and again that like 50s vibe that they try to do in the show a lot. Um, but I just don't really care about car races. Then Penelope. Motherfucking Penelope. But she finally does something good. Yeah. So she tells Cheryl the story of the sugar man and how Jason was being groomed to yeah. take over. Um, and that led to all of the events that killed him. And then, so Cheryl hands her the check and Penelope mm-hmm. throws it in the fire. And I went, okay. You went up just a tiny little bit. A tiny little bit. I still Not a lot. No. But a little bit. And I do really love that everything is connected. They super made sure right there that everything yeah. was connected. Yeah. And then in the next bit, my uh, one of my favorite characters, Dark Betty, Dark Betty comes came. out to play a little bit. Uh I love I love when she comes out to play. She turned the table on mm-hmm. the black hood mm-hmm. and started to make it her game instead of his. And she comes out with some really great lines. She says, I'm breathing down your neck. Can you feel it? Can you feel me? And I went, oh, yeah. Yeah. So creepy. Love it. And it's a stunning shot of her on the phone and like yeah. looking out the window. Fucking yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I love that she's turning the tables on him. I love that she's controlling the game now. Mm-hmm. Part of me is still like, mm, you should just go to the cops, you know? 
What Again, if he that is wouldn't the make that wouldn't make for an interesting show. So <laughs> I I'm here for but, her taking control. But she did kind of go to the cops because they went to the cops with who the sugar man was. Because yes, in the next scene, did. you see the sugar man. Yes, who this is, is true? Yeah, and who was the sugar man? It was the cool teacher from and Southside. Yeah, everything made sense. I guess mm-hmm. it yeah. did in that moment. I didn't see him. I I was surprised by that reveal. Yeah. Were you surprised? I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, Just because he was so anti-Jughead joining serpents and stuff like that, right? But maybe that's why he wanted to keep everything under. Um, I guess so. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Now there is... Um, fuck, I'm blanking on her name right now. She is uh, Laura... Uh, Okay, so she's a Broadway performer. She was in, okay. actually, the um, revival of Grease. She won that TV mm-hmm. show. And now and then she was in, like, uh, Cinderella with Santino Fontana. She was just on Bandstand with Casey okay. Cott, who is, of uh, course, um, Corey Cott? Casey Cott. Corey. Corey Cott, yeah. Casey Cott's brother. Anyways, brother. So they're friends. So she was doing an Instagram live while she watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Laura... Osnes, O S N E S. Can't pronounce O-S- it to save my life. Osnes, yeah. Yeah, sure. Um, so she was doing an Instagram live, um, watching it during commercials with all of her friends, and they were guessing who the sugar man was. Okay. And one of them actually was like, I bet it's the teacher. And they were all like, No, that doesn't make sense. And then they were like, Holy shit. And then they're like, It was the teacher. It was the teacher. Anyway. Yeah, no, I didn't see that one coming. And uh, so, yeah, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. I guess. This whole entire episode, though, with the Sugar Man, have you ever heard of Searching for Sugar Man? Yeah, I've watched a, it. Oh, you watched it? Yeah. yeah. So this entire episode, I was, like, singing That's the Sugar Man song. <laughs> I just, like, <laughs> over and over in my head, I was singing that song. It's a good movie. It is. It is a good movie. This is my next thing. So I mentioned that I think Archie will be growing the stubble out again sooner yeah. rather than later. Yeah. And it was because of this next bit. So Archie and his dad are talking in his bedroom. His dad's checking in about Jughead again because he knew that Jughead went to the school um, that the teacher was arrested from. And we see Fred uh, take out his pill bottle and they focus on it a little bit. Yeah. Popping the the pills. Yeah. And clearly still dealing with some pain from the shot, from the bullet wound. Um, And Archie asks him if he's okay. And he goes, oh, yeah. Feeling better every day. And it's clear that this is going to become a problem for fred oh yes yeah so look forward to some drug addiction problems with mr fred andrews which makes me really sad because he's our one sane parent in this group right Uh. (laughs) and look forward to archie growing out his beard again as he deals with this yeah i guess that's fine um yeah yeah. and then we have the lodges Mm. right and i'm kind of i'm okay with them playing dirty with the st Clairs. Yeah, but I wish they wouldn't have waited till they found out it was related to V. Um, exactly. But exactly, and yeah, I was kind of upset with myself with how comfortable I was with the fact that they took justice into their own hands. Right? So basically, they <laughs> caused a car accident, and uh, Nick. Everyone was going to be fine, uh, but Nick's going to take a while to recover from this car accident. And I was a little shocked at how comfortable I was with that scenario. Right. You were like Veronica there reading her book and be like, oh, no, mm, that's Karma's awful. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. I, I love that scene, though, because they were just so evil. They're playing chess. 
which is so symbolic yeah. of everything the lodges do with all of their games and the way that Hiram at the end he just goes checkmate it's great fuck it was wonderful I really loved it um and then we have the black hood oh before that before that there's the we get Jughead and Betty right yes yes you always forget about Bughead I just know God that you're going to mention it. it so. Yeah, so uh, I wish that we saw the scene of Betty explaining to Jughead yeah. what had been going on, but we didn't get it. We just get Bughead on the couch together, hanging out. We assume that everything is okay. Uh, and Betty, is she's reading too, and she's reading The Silence of the Lambs. She sure fucking that, is. That's what you do when a murderer is like running around your town, and you're being stalked by this murderer on the phone. Is you read another scary ass book about a murderer. Good. Yeah. Like it makes logistical sense for me. I don't know. <laughs> that is the last book that I'd be reading if all this shit was going down. Yeah. But yeah, I really wish that we had seen the scene where they reconciled. Mm-hmm. Uh but we didn't get it. We just get them hanging out on the couch again. So hopefully we'll get some more stuff next week. Hopefully. The fallout. And then we see the yeah so then we see the jail um and you see the teacher in jail and then you see the black hood going to the jail yeah so here's my thought process how does someone go into jail with a gun that's the thing right so this mm-hmm. is why i'm like it has to be sexy sheriff keller that's why or i was thinking someone, too i was like how the hell did he get in here it has to be someone in the judicial system right but if, or someone who knows people within that system. But it's a small town. Everybody knows everybody. But it's like to have a gun and be yeah. able to get through what I assume are metal detectors from what I've seen with Drop Dead Diva. I don't know. You uh, would think. Yeah. Everything. You would need a gun to get in there. And I'm trying to think, even on like Locked Up, which is a documentary series about actual inmates, the uh-huh. security guards don't have guns with bullets they have like yeah. beanbag rifles right so to be able to get through that you'd need high clearance well that's the thing or yeah or you need someone to let you in because again i don't know if the black hood himself is just a contract killer mm. like someone you know is like behind the scenes orchestrating all of this yeah but you would need to have some sort of contact within that police station to let you in very true so is it sexy sheriff killer I don't think it is, but I think they're leading us in that direction, and then they're going to faint and go someplace else. Yeah. They're definitely leading me in that direction. It's, fuck. I don't want it to be him. I know. I know. And I don't think it is. Okay. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll find out. And then, so the Black Hood shoots. Shoots the Sugarman. That's it. R.I.P. Rip. Cool teacher. And that is the end of the episode. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. So let's talk about our favorite our favorite bits. Yeah, of course. So who did you ship this episode? I shipped Betty and Veronica and Cheryl's friendship. Nice. Yeah. I, That's a good one. The, That's a solid one. They were all there for each other. Betty and mm-hmm. uh, Betty told... Um, no, sorry. Veronica told Betty it was a toxic relationship with the Black Hood yeah. and was able to help her figure out who the sugar man was. And 
yeah. was there for her there. And of course they were there for Cheryl dealing with this traumatic event that happened. With the aftermath yeah. of this event. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> Do we even need to ask? No. Do we need to ask? No. It was Bughead. Yeah. And say your notes, Kelsey. <laughs> they're they're back together, right? Like we assume that they're that they're back together. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Your babies. My babies. 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 Okay. Shady parent of the week. Um, I'm gonna give it to Penelope. Yeah, Penelope's gonna get this one. Yeah. Even though she redeemed herself a teeny tiny little bit at the end, she was still fucking awful, insane. Yeah. Yeah. Don't uh, blame your daughter for getting roofied. Never. How about you just don't do that? Never a good idea. Yeah, just don't do that. Just don't she do She wasn't it. the one that put the pill in her drink. <laughs> don't do that. It's true. I already mentioned what my fave line was. Yeah, me too. Uh, so yeah, Motley Crue of liars, dope fiends, and fornicators. <laughs> so good. Solid. <laughs> uh, what about your rating? So my <laughs> rating... I liked, think I like this episode, but it wasn't my favorite. I think I might actually lower my rating just a tiny, tiny bit. Okay. I think I'm going to say 3.2 oh. of Malachi's kimonos out of five. That's it's a nice kimono. It was silky. It was silky. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm going to give it... Hans, get off of this box. Sorry. Um, Hans. Damn it, Hans. We're almost done. Um, I'm going to rate it... 3.5 pink lady wannabes out of five mm-hmm. okay okay so we're kind of we were a little bit on the same on a the same page bit. with this one a little bit on the same page i thought like it was a fine episode i liked bits of it i didn't like bits of it i got really angry because we seem to have backtracked from that whole yeah women empowerment, empowerment. Yeah. yeah yeah i agree but at least there was some forward momentum we found out who the sugar man is and he's gone and, and he's gone perfect so what are your recommendations this week um i am recommending i did not write these down so mm-hmm. um i'm recommending the movie horns oh with daniel radcliffe yeah so i just watched it for the first time the other day mm-hmm. um and i don't know what took me so long to watch it because it's wonderful mm-hmm. it filmed here as well and there's even a part um one of the locations is the same diner that they film pops or they pops is Cool. In the pilot. So cool, cool, cool. that made me extremely excited. Yeah. Um, so see horns. And then in that same vein of really fucked it, fucked up, weird comedy, dramedy sort of thing. Um, yeah. Also watch Swiss Army Man. Also with Daniel Radcliffe, but with Paul. Um, oh. Paul yeah, Dano. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, is it good? It's delightful. It's wonderful. Okay. I absolutely love it. I saw it in theaters uh, with my dearest Maya. And yeah. it was wonderful. Dan Radcliffe plays a corpse, doesn't he? He sure does play a corpse. Yeah. Uh, who I'll have to check it out. Continues to rot away throughout. It's great. <laughs> Decomposition. Um, and then, oh. Okay. No, go. No, go. I was going to say that it's a really nice t- like segue into my first recommendation. Yeah, go. I don't have anything else. Go decomposition my first recommendation is to read caitlin Doty's from here to eternity i mentioned the first one a while back i think or was it yeah. I mean, it might have been in our mysterious first season i don't know um but she's uh got she's a mortician uh she has her own 
um, funeral home, if that's what you want to call it. Uh, she also has a YouTube series called Ask a Mortician, and she's badass. She's kind of gothic and like amazing, and she's all about death positivity and reconnecting with our funeral practices and not being as scared of dying and all this kind of jazz. And she has a new book out that's called From Here to Eternity, where she goes around the world and she learns about death practices in different cultures. And it's super cool. I'm almost done reading it. Um, I really, really enjoy it. So that's the first one. And then the second one is a podcast. Shout out to my friend Isabel. She told me to listen to this one. It's called 99% Invisible. And it's about uh, the graphic design and design in general that we don't pay attention to on a daily basis. And so the one that I just finished listening to, for instance, was about designing prop money for movie and films and tv because there's a whole bunch of like law that goes into creating fake money obviously because otherwise it's counterfeiting and so stuff like that you just never really think of when it comes to the design world it's really interesting that's really interesting i I pay a lot of attention to prop stuff right like more than i like never did i was like oh yeah prop money but they like you have to work with um it's the secret service who actually like they were the ones that were originally in charge of, uh, yeah, yeah, in charge of like counterfeiting and stuff like that. And so cool. there's this one designer down in the States who still does it. Um, and yeah, you had to like, he has to work really closely with them to come up with the design so that he can legally make fake money. That's so cool. Mm-hmm. And the last recommendation is Searching for Sugar Man, the documentary, because this whole episode made me think about it. Yeah, man. (laughs) Yeah, it's about this artist named Rodriguez who was uh, in the 70s. He was active in the 70s. Um, He was told he was going to be a huge, huge deal. um, And then his album flopped. But a bootlegged copy of it found its way into apartheid South Africa, and he gained a gigantic following over there and so it's these two guys trying to track down this musician and it's really cool and i spent the entire episode humming sugar man by rodriguez Ooh, and before we go i had one quick other thing um so lovely cousin courtney shout out courtney hi hey courtney um she's a big fan of the show and one thing that she noted when she was watching thanks for it's just <laughs> she there's a train that goes behind pops Mm -hmm. in one scene Mm -hmm. and it has a big canadian logo across it sure does and yeah it sure does and so she was like just wanted to mention a little editing miss there yeah they're in canada guys or northern america where the railroad goes through i don't know does that happen uh i don't know if that happens no, we already know they're in north. They're trying to do the northeast because of the maple syrup. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. They film in Vancouver, guys. <laughs> they sure do. The license plates are identical to the um, classic BC license plate. Amazing. So. All right, that's it. Yeah, that's it. That's the episode. Thanks for listening. We know you have your choice of Riverdale Review podcasts, and we thank you for choosing the Double Digest. So make sure to follow, like, subscribe, comment, rate, all of those good things. We are the Riverdale Double Digest on Facebook, theriverdaledd at gmail.com if you want to send us an email. Or you can find us on Twitter or Instagram at theriverdaledd as well. Yeah. Thanks so much, guys. Bye. Bye.
Oh, Archiekins. Oh, Archiekins. You're stupid. Fucking idiot.